1: God save the Queen!
2: Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen, the Daily Mirror's royal podcast. I'm your host, Anne Gripper, and I am here in our new room, so see if you can hear the difference, uh, with (laughs) my wonderful colleagues, uh, Russell Myers, our royal editor, and Amber Grafland, our style director.
1: Hello. Hello.
2: Hello. well, we thought we'd let Russell back. Like Amber and I had a lovely day out last yes. Thursday without you. I missed you. Oh Yeah, well, we missed you too. Actually, we didn't. We were too busy looking at the amazing dress. <laughs> oh, there you go.
1: It's Valentine's Day as That's well. Harsh. No love lost.
2: <laughs> yeah, sorry, Russell. Well, I hope, I hope you've got Mrs. Myers something nice. <laughs> I did.
1: I put it in her bag before she went to work. Oh, so oh very Bradley cute. Well done. Very I'm yet to receive mine, so... <laughs> oh,
2: well. Yeah, I'm not sure this is going to go. Or be even a text to to about the card, so maybe
1: oh. she... She didn't hope- find it. No, I <laughs> wasn't it. bothered.
2: Oh, there we go. But it's... Um, It's been a busy, a busy day.
1: A busy day, busy Busy yesterday, busy week. Yeah, yeah, I don't know whether we're coming or going at the moment. The days are disappearing. The royals are out in force doing an awful lot of engagements.
2: Yeah, we, we sort of touched on it a little bit last week that there seemed to be more happening. And then this week it seems to be even more. And I was thinking about it and it's like, actually, when we started doing this last year... Kate was pregnant and then was on maternity leave so she did a few engagements and but actually at that stage everyone was just excited about the wedding so we probably weren't that focused on what Kate was up to. Megan wasn't really working. Megan wasn't working um and Harry I guess wasn't Working quite as much. Was probably, Duke was
1: retired, so he probably wasn't doing anything. Yeah, he's probably so, driving along the, public roads without crushing they were, into people.
2: Who, and so he's found out today he is not going to face. Yeah, any breaking charges. news.
1: He's not going to face charges, as predicted, as I had predicted. Or everyone had predicted. When to be he, honest, I'm not going to claim that When he handed one, in his driving sure.
2: license, so that's good. But um, you know, the, we've seen, we've basically seen pretty much everybody this week. We're not going to be able to talk about all of all the engagements. Of them, no. We're probably going to just pick some highlights. We will be talking about some pretty stonking dresses it's been a good week for
0: it's dresses, been an for sure. excellent
2: week at the end of the week and it's interesting looking at these dresses and thinking oh i wonder whether these are the ones that that are going to end up in an exhibition one day when they do a retrospective of kate's outfits or megan's outfits or even like you know megan the early years or kate the early years when they're to celebrate their i don't know 50th birthday or something because i would go see those dresses they are have- Fabulous. Anyway, we'll talk more about Will Sorry. we
1: still be doing Pod Save the Queen?
2: <laughs> oh, well, Who I hope knows. so. Who knows? We'll be onto like our 18th different studio by then. We'll be this wheeling us in here. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could, as long as we all end up in the same old people. Yes, we'll exactly. be we oh just God, God yeah, and yeah. I used to about know the Queen, ones. you know. Yeah, of course you did, <laughs> mate. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so we're going to save the dresses for a bit later because there's the engagements to get through and some some news as well some sort of trickier trickier moments which we will be covering. But if all you want's the fashion, skip to the end. Yes. We won't. We won't. No, don't. We won't, uh, judge, um, no, you. We won't no. judge you. You won't hear so much from Russell, but that's that's fine. You know, you get a good mix. Well, you can ask me us. my
1: fashion advice and tips. You know, I'm, okay. I'm learning as we go along.
2: So. We'll start with today because today yeah. has been brilliant. There's been so many different things going, going on. on. So the Queen is at Bletchley Park, home of the code breakers, the Enigma is machine story, from yeah. um, from what you know basically helped win World War Two. And there's lovely pictures of her meeting some of the relatively elderly ladies now who had, had connections there and worked there, you know, back in the day and helped break these codes and also i mean i'm not even going to attempt this i don't even know what's going on but if you look on the royal twitter feed there is um a mess like there's a plaque coded message two secret messages in it
1: yeah we we are covering it online as well to see if you can crack the code
2: i mean if i had to guess it would probably say like opened by the queen on 14th on valentine's day i can't even
1: do sudoku sudoku so you I not say it. yeah exactly yeah
2: <laughs> but I can't work out how to do that so I'm not I'm not going to go there but um so we saw William out this morning doing um some more mental health yeah. related um uh, yeah there were two
1: things he was at a barber shop uh joking about his own barnet or lack of saying oh, that yeah. he just needed a a razor to be taken to it these days um well, I do I mean I love doing jobs with him he's you know he's pretty funny and he, Takes a mick out of himself. So uh he did he was at a barber shop and then he went to a future dads meeting with a load of expectant fathers where these guys are sort of turn life skills of how to help your partner, changing nappies, feeding a baby, looking out for your own mental health. Because one in ten new dads suffers from postnatal depression. Which oh, I didn't which know. I didn't know. No? Yeah. You know, uh, and I think that, you know, quite rightly so the focus is always up. Uh, mostly on the mother and so william was speaking about his you know as guys we don't really know what to do a lot of the time if you have children and you're sort of you know a bit of a spare part and it's about trying to bring um your knowledge together with your partner when you have a kid
2: it would be remiss of me not to plug our first time dad's podcast it's not it's not with the three of us it's with our wonderful colleagues rich Innes and steve miles Uh, they're currently on that sort of on a break because Steve is on parental leave for his his second little baby. But they've got various episodes, including one, I think about, um, you know, postnatal depression, both from a female Mm. and a male perspective. So that's interesting. And then we saw also earlier this week, William becoming um, patron of the Passage Homeless Charity. Yeah, this
1: is, this was brilliant as well. As the Daily Mirror has been leading the way in coverage of the issue of homelessness in Britain today. uh, You know, we had a huge series um, which was welcomed in all quarters and then, you know, we've seen William uh, taking on the mantle of uh, another patronage for a homeless charity. He is, is a patron of Centrepoint in London. He's obviously he slept rough himself overnight in about ten years ago now.
2: Not because he didn't have anywhere to go, no, to, but to raise awareness no. of the situation. No. But the the thing that struck me actually was this bar this barbershop that he went to this morning. The the barbers have been specially trained in kind of identifying. Or noticing when people have maybe got some issues, and saying about how you know people relax when they get into the barber seat and they have a chat. I mean, I hate sitting in the hairdressers and having a conversation with somebody I don't know, but but a lot of you know a lot of people do chat, and it is an opportunity to talk to a stranger who maybe doesn't. Yeah, it's been great. And one of the one of the things that featured in our homelessness series. We had a load of reporters out in different um, towns around the country and there was a woman who was a a volunteer in this homeless centre and gave people a haircut and she said, you know, I always make a point of using their name, like how often do these people get called by their name? And it's actually quite an intimate experience being in that chair and like I'd never never thought about it like that and I just thought actually what a lovely way to um, do something nice for homeless people but also then... Thinking about it applying to the mental health thing as well, it's like actually, and how that changes your
1: psyche as well. If you have a a haircut, you know, then that can lead on to you changing your own uh perspective on life, I suppose. And so, yeah, it was, um, I I think it was a great charity, great series that we did. The
2: Lions Barbers, who, who are behind that, yes, um. So he's kind of... He's been around and about in London today. Harry's been slightly more further afield. Yes. He's been playing in the snow. I
1: know. He had a flying visit to Norway to see the Royal Marines who were taking part in this sort of cold weather training. It was a Mirror exclusive at the time... Um, and we revealed that Harry was going to go over there. He's commander general of the Royal Marines and they're doing this sort of uh, cold weather training, but it's the biggest in 20 years. It's, um, sort of preparing for any offensive from our Russian neighbors that might be happening. And so he went over on a private plane today. He's on his way back already, so all this whole thing about poor Megan would be on her own for Valentine's Day. I think he's going to get home well, probably just in time for tea. So excellent, Good on him. yeah.
2: But the uh, the um, the people that he was visiting were quite cute. They. So- decorated the igloo with pictures from the wedding and <laughs> yeah, there were little
1: candles yeah. <laughs> and it was just like <laughs> yeah without him knowing about it so he was you know red faced in the Arctic it was quite funny and he, he said oh god you weirdos what have you done <laughs> so he obviously loves being in that sort of mould he was you know we know he was in the army for a decade and he feels very, he looked very very comfortable being amongst the chaps once again and, and even spoke about how he missed the brotherhood of it all so you know I, I mean that's the sort of Times when I feel a bit sorry for him, really, because, you know, if you really felt at home in something and it was suddenly taken away from him and you've got to to do this life of duty, then, um, you know, I'm sure he does miss it.
2: Um, It's interesting because obviously last week we were kind of complaining that there weren't enough speeches going on from um, particularly from the duchesses actually. And they have they have both been speaking this week. But on some of these engagements, when they do talk as kind of as people, well as well as much as as royals well. so you do get these nice sort of little interesting nuggets and signs of their personality
1: definitely and yeah i mean so again so twice this week maybe they're listening to pod save the queen because i, I had so. been saying it about how you know what is the point of having a platform like this if you're not going to go out and really use it and i know we've said like the sort of the fab four-esque have you know using this platform that they do have for good but Kate really surprised me this week. She came out and she was talking. You know, she, she's very invested in children's early development, children's mental health. And she went to a conference yesterday, which was mental health and education, meeting loads of you know uh, delegates and professionals, um, people in the education world. And at the end of it, she said... She wasn't going to make a speech, but she was frantically scribbling throughout the whole sort of two or three hours. She was there and she got up and made a speech and it was wonderful. So it wasn't prepared. It she wasn't just prepared. Made notes. See, and I, I can tell you that because I was sitting behind her and I saw her scribbling away. And we went into a bit of a round table and she was asking really decent questions and being quite exposed. Because she said, um, you know, when I had my children, I was pretty naive thinking about how their early years development is really important for their later years mental health so it's these two aspects of her
2: what that she hadn't twigged that it would be so important that she hadn't
1: twigged that it would be so important and and you know as a parent and it fits into what William was doing today about you know there's no real guidance necessarily unless you're I say you can learn on the job I suppose but you, know, you do really need to be invested in the early years of a child's development. And then she got up and said, you know, I've been doing lots of things for the last eight years, meeting homeless, uh, good homelessness charities, people in mental health, people in education. And it's really um, hit me hard about how you know, social well-being in the early years of a child's life has huge knock-on effects for them in later years. And I'm sure all professionals in that field would agree with her. But, you know, fair play, great on her to actually get out there and say, this is what I'm experiencing and this is what I want to use my platform to be a force for good.
0: Maybe that explains why it was quite the personal speech because she did kind of ad little bit, really. She did, She just did. made notes yeah. and she got up and she spoke from the heart. Yeah, I think that's a hard Which thing for anyone to do. Which in my experience,
1: you know, that's the first time I've seen her do it. And I know I've been speaking to a lot of, um, you know, Royal Correspondent colleagues who have said, You know sometimes she's a little bit nervous she's a little bit shy but i think she definitely she definitely found a voice yesterday and it was really welcomed and it was all when she left it was all everyone was talking about afterwards Mm. and we're talking about it now so
2: and Mm -hmm. that is a i mean that is a difficult thing to do if you're not a confident public speaker or like even if you are you you would tend to practice it and you know Either plot you it, plot it out and read it over Definitely. To it or, or, well. or have a you know sort of a reasonably clear idea about what you want to say and how long it might you know judging how long something is going to last it can also be quite difficult and I mean I, I would I would imagine normally they have you know one of their um well, one of their staff exactly would so I did say to one them. of the,
1: the aides yesterday I said so can I kind of just ask you know was it we were told there was going to be no speech at the end and, um, I mean, he was as shocked as, as I was. So he said, no, nope, she wrote it. And I had seen her scribbling down on this piece of paper that she took up to the lectern. So, yeah, we speak about how great Megan is and very polished and you know, she comes from a background of public speaking or, you know, acting. Um, and so maybe some of that is rubbing off. Who uh, knows?
2: And I guess clearly it is, a, it is an area that Kate has been engaged with heavily Mm. over the over her time so maybe actually she's feeling okay I do this is the thing that I do know and want to know and want to show that I care about it and want to show that I have an understanding of it and actually I do feel like I've got something to say say,
1: yeah definitely and if you you know if she is passionate about it then get up and speak about it because that's the only way people are going to sit up and listen if you're the one saying what needs to be done and it's all well and good having these conferences and turning up and shaking hands and listening intently but i really got a feeling yesterday um that she's 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 learning she's getting a grip of things she's very passionate about this um this aspect of her work and you know she's got three kids so she's pretty invested in it about their well being and their mental health, and she probably—I mean, she's great with little little ones anyway. But you know, I—I th- I was really impressed yesterday. Anyway. Maybe
2: it's the way forward as well. If you—if you're just doing it on the day, you don't have to get all nervous about yeah, about doing yeah, it.
1: yeah, Just get up and do it. She was great. She was really good yesterday. I was impressed.
2: Um. I'm going to make a terrible segue gag now, because if oh. Kate is finding her wings as a public speaker. Boom, boom. Boom, boom We have to talk about that amazing picture yeah, of so. Camilla up in Liverpool, standing in front of the sculpture of um, the Live Angel, I think it was, wasn't it? The, so the Wings of the Live Wings birds. of the
1: Live birds, which has sort of been graffitied very tastefully onto a wall in Liverpool. Um, it's just know, that
2: emblem lots. of the city.
1: Yeah and um so she stood in the middle of it and it was these amazing huge sort of 10 foot turquoise wings and she i mean it's great i think it was a pa photographer took it so shout out to them but she's fantastic having a bit of a giggle about herself and obviously knew what she was doing it's not just caught out it was fun it was a fantastic image if you haven't seen it go and check it out on twitter or on our website probably yeah
2: oh yeah no it is amazing you have to see it and i hear um i hear she has a taxi story to tell as yes
1: so again one of the 57 engagements that were launched today Uh, Not quite literally, but Camilla was at a charity event for the London Black Cab Drivers, the iconic vehicle around London, and she, she told an amazing story about... So, the old adage is, you never guess who I've got in the back of my cab. <laughs> well, she said, and it was probably at the height of sort of her personal troubles, her own divorce and you know, getting with uh, Prince Charles, but she said that she was being driven around in a cab and the black cab driver didn't realise who she was and actually said, What do you think of that Camilla then, love? <laughs> <laughs> so absolute genius oh, and she said oh, I did chuckle I found it hilarious I love black cab drivers and I gave him an awfully large tip at the end of it <laughs> so again you know, I haven't done too many jobs with her but anyone who ever does and whenever I've met her she's a fantastic great value always very polite I'm and always good fan, for you know. a giggle yeah.
2: No. i wonder what she replied like <laughs> oh she he, no i think
1: she just sat back and just enjoyed let, let yeah. him let him yeah, 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 yeah cabbies oh, tend yeah. not to be short sure yeah. of an opinion brilliant about life brilliant
2: um so megan also yeah. um again her, would it be another
1: week if we didn't have a markle <laughs> debacle to talk about but well,
2: she's had some good moments as well we yeah saw that her, speech we saw at the endeavor speak.
1: awards did we cover that last week? No,
2: because we'd been saying we would like her to be speaking. Yes. And then I was like, Oh, your wish is granted? My wish was granted,
1: Russell. see? Uh, so this was the Endeavour Awards. Um, in a nutshell, it is an awards ceremony for servicemen and women who have gone on to do great things in sport. And Harry and Meghan were there looking for Fantastic as usual, and um, they both did a speech. But her speech was fantastic. She was talking about the ripple effect of you know, you guys getting out and doing things, and it gives this ripple effect of um, other people watching and learning from people who are achieving great things. Anyway, so um, that yeah. got, that got picked you don't up. have
2: that ripple effect, and look, each it. of you is brave enough to make that first wave. Yeah,
1: I mean, some people were taking the mick out of it, but I thought it was pretty pretty cool actually because it was you know it it you know what it means. It is a bit corny, but it it gets to the nub of what she's talking about.
2: And I think I I don't know. It feels like that is her that is her character. She you know she yeah. has she has grown up in California with her, and been part of Hollywood and you know all the all the glitz and what have you and. It is, it is a different language. And you can't... You're not going to suddenly transform into it is, some kind it of, is like... It is very
1: American, isn't it? You know, the whole... I think we said this before, the whole good job thing. and But it's It's pretty cool. I think she she wears it well.
2: She does wear it well. She wore, she wore the uh, Givenchy skirt with a little side split and a very uh, crisp white shirt, looking very pregnant. It was I a mean,
1: recycled shirt. <laughs> Have we seen the shirt before? That's, uh, that's she definitely wore a white shirt. Recycled. I
0: don't think it was recycled. But... <gasps> I mean, for a maternity outfit, that was pretty good. Pretty chic. Yeah, pretty I mean, chic. there is sort of, kind of a route that people take with maternity wear. And obviously she should be doing the clingy dresses that kind of accommodate the bump. And she's had a bit of a look. But this was very different. And I actually haven't seen anyone kind of managing to do a maternity skirt and looking really good in it like that. I thought it looked amazing. Um, so I was in the office last Saturday
2: um, and... England were playing in the rugby, and we'd kind of said, "Oh, maybe, maybe this time Megan will go to the rugby." She's oh, yeah. still not been to the rugby, and like Harry clearly loves going to the rugby. We've seen Kate and William at the rugby over the years, and and what have you. But Megan, Megan is biding her time to make her debut at <laughs> Twickenham. Well, maybe she wants and to I, take the little one. Maybe she does want to take the little one. Anyway, so I was like, "Oh, well, that's a shame." um And then, I mean, that was by no means the biggest disaster of the weekend, really. Let's face it, because and I'd also been thinking last week, oh God. We're about Thomas Markle's about to pop his head up. <laughs> a, when are we? When is he going to pop his head up again? It might not be until maybe it will be around the baby, won't it? Sorry, it on sh- Saturday. Sorry, I should I, sh- I should have given people a warning that we were about to talk about the thing that probably winds up more people than anybody else. But and- you
1: can't ignore it. I mean, this is the you know the whole concept of you know a lot of criticism that is labelled at either the British press or Royal Correspondents and that we've you know, given oxygen to a certain sector um, that perhaps should probably crawl under a stone and, and go away. However, it's, it's news and it adds to the debate. And I think, you know, not to interject, but you know, when, interject. when, you know, so if um, certain reports are to be believed and as you know, I understand it, that, Megan did give the okay for five friends to deliver a very large puff piece in for People magazine about how sort of amazing she is and how she's been attacked and how she felt very vulnerable. Um, and this was sort and of how over... importantly
2: she got some sorbet for the Kensington Palace. Very staff, much, which so. I know was yes. a favorite. Who we'll give a shout a out to who said it was you.
1: the best day at work ever that she sort of bestowed this sorbet truck. Of of ice creams for for the benefit of
2: the listeners. Amber is making a very confused (laughs) (laughs) face. I mean, I was very
1: confused about it as well. So this um, piece in People Magazine, which was fantastic by the way, and it was five anonymous friends of Megan's who had given a glowing report of how wonderful she is. And I listen. I'm sure she is a very nice person. She's always perfectly polite on jobs, and she was amazing on the tours. And there is this unfortunate thorn in the side of her father and the extended family, and it's just part of the soap opera of life at the moment and um so so after this piece appeared, and one of the friends had said, well, revealed that Megan had actually written Thomas a letter after the wedding and appealed to him to leave her alone, and leave Harry alone, to stop attacking them. Now, this was completely at odds with what Thomas Markle has publicly said in several TV interviews, and then it transpired that he released the letter 24 hours, or you know, a couple of days later, and it was published in a British British newspaper. And I don't think it did him any favours, because he released this letter that Meghan is clearly appealing for him, you know, to stop giving these hurtful interviews, making these comments. And then he spun it on the other way and said, no, I'm the one being attacked. I thought it would be an olive branch. And he looked pretty ridiculous. So now there is an argument to say that this will be the final nail in the coffin. But how many times have we said that? I think we've been here before. And if Thomas has got something to say, and this letter was five pages long and we only saw certain extracts of it. So you know, we might be seeing some more of it depending on what it said, depending on if it suits him.
2: And I guess it's not even, you know, it's not, it's kind of the final, not the final straw and the last thing we're going to see of Thomas Markle. It's probably more like the final straw for their relationship. How do you you bring it back from this? And it's sad.
0: I've stopped reading it because I find it just too tragic. You know, he shouldn't be saying these things. It's just heartbreak. And as you say, every time we think he's gone away, he comes back. It's just i can't read it anymore
1: Um, i mean how many more times now i mean it's you know i've I've followed it the whole way through i get that it was part of the story um but it does seem as though she's made she's put herself out there pretty clearly we didn't know anything about this letter um and now that's been released i think it's it's there in black and white isn't it that he's, he's he's using it to his um cruel advantage
2: and you can only imagine like there must be people at Kensington Palace and Meghan and Harry just saying oh, you know if if we'd Again, done if we'd yeah. done that thing differently that time or if we'd done you know how would it have made a difference or not or would it would it still be such a mm. would it still be such a mess so that was but exciting. listen they they're
1: going out they're still they're still doing engagements they're still looking great I mean, I th- it, did, it has I, felt
2: like there's been kind of a proper um offensive
1: you know, p r offensive is how I would say that they're everyone's sort of en masse united, going yeah. out and being on a united front, certainly them too.
0: Well, but She certainly ever- looks incredible and she looks like someone who's enjoying her pregnancy so I really hope that this is not affecting it and that she does feel as good as she looks. Let's hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I think we have to
2: talk about the dresses now because obviously there have been all of this kind of... Um, unpleasantness all across the papers and then Kate walks out at the BAFTAs wearing the most incredible McQueen gown you've ever seen and then well no actually more incredible than her wedding dress I think I much preferred it. I was in
0: the office and I was working covering the the, all the outfits and I was very excited about the BAFTAs because I think people have played it safe for a long time and there were some really amazing dresses and I was kind of, you know, as a fashion journalist, you don't want people wearing boring dresses. It was it was exciting. And then I thought I was done and then, oh my God, I saw a picture of her and she looked absolutely incredible. So when I was sort of first glancing on, on it over the, turning
2: the pages over in the paper, I thought, oh, it's Kate, Kate Beckinsale. Because she, she kind of had that same poise and stature of of hollywood and kind of you know dark hair nicely put up and and an incredible figure but it's like this is kate and there's the amazing like the one shoulder it was a kind of a grecian goddess dress really wasn't it but more um uh, fairy light doesn't do justice to it but like kind of float that floating you know the the movement in the the skirt it was
0: the way it moved It just the fit on her was absolutely Sublime. I mean, she she looked radiant. Everything about that came together that night. Ethereal. That is the word. She that I am looking, looking for. Yeah.
2: And then there was there was kind of like they had that sort of slightly awkward walk into the theatre. no there was no music, so it was just <laughs> having the long words. I and found they-
1: that so bizarre. And I mentioned this yesterday. What on earth? I don't know if that is not the norm. Uh, they walked into the theatre. Well, I guess you
2: can't play God Save the Queen because they're not the Queen, and that would be a bit but weird. Why not but- just
1: clap? I mean <laughs> just do something it was so awkward wasn't it and then they went Yeah that's in. The kind of thing oh, they just sit down Dead quickly silence and, and then yeah the li- very the long. Makes it makes seem day. very long when but it's But that so happened silent. in um, Harry and Meghan went to a performance of "Wider Earth this Charles Darwin oh, performance yeah. thing which we hadn't mentioned but just very briefly they went and saw this amazing performance with sort of giant animatronic tortoises and stuff and they did the same thing. They walked into the theatre and the Natural History Museum and it was dead sight. You could just hear them clunking up the stairs. I mean, it was very, very weird.
2: It's a good thing these ladies can work in proper heels. Like if it was me, it would sound like an elephant arriving. <laughs> clunk, clunk, clunk. Um, but Kate wasn't done for the week. Oh no, that was just the beginning. That was just the beginning. And she came out with an absolute another corker, Gucci. Yeah.
0: She wore, well, should we do Chanel first, the tweed suit?
2: Oh, we can do the, I mean, I, I'm just taking, I just like pretty dresses. I, tell me about the tweed suit, Amber. Okay,
0: so we know that Kate loves a bit of tweed. She's mm. been rocking it out for, um, you know, since she's been in the public eye Um, she's worn Chanel before but I have to say for for the jury was out for a while no one knew whether it was Chanel or not but it was custom made for her because what was unusual about it was that Chanel don't usually do that kind of the flippy hemline that she likes you know she likes a skirt to kind of go out quite elegantly and then sit just above her knee but it was custom made for her so Chanel's another go to. I mean, how nice would that be to be able to say that Chanel's one of your go to? <laughs> but she did look incredible. It really suits her. She looked really confident. So business like? Yeah, business like, but it had a kind of because of the hemline, it's kind of had a feminine edge to it. I just think she looked really, really confident. Um yeah business like but still kind of put a bit of bit of an edge yeah there. So, i mean listen that's the whole thing about chanel it doesn't it, it's all about being super chic and she did look really really fantastic um but then so she wasn't done she, she wasn't done she her. wasn't done
2: the dress that i was getting all excited about was um the dress for the 100 women in finance event which
0: i was trying to work out how to describe the color is it dusky pink? Or? I've described it as dusky pink, but it kind of depended on how it was photographed. Because some of the kind of chiffon panels that kind of worked through to the hemline at the front were kind of an off white, and then some of them were pink. And because as they kind of overlaid each other, some areas are darker than others, just sort a of built so it was, up, yeah, layers of color. Yeah. So it's kind of
2: a, it's an off the shoulder, um you know just
0: dramatic like it was
2: you know that dress would have looked perfectly fine on a red carpet as well you know
0: yeah it was very eye-catching and the neckline was unusual there was lots to kind of draw your attention again i just think she has had a fantastic week and she's just looking really really confident and maybe the speech has got something to do with it she's i think she's feeling empowered brilliant
1: I learnt something. What did I you learn, to... Russell? <laughs> um, share, share with right. the class. Share <laughs> with the, the press. Class. Um, uh, well, how do I pronounce this word? Boucle. 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 So
0: Tweed is known in France See? as a Boucle.
1: I filed this in my copy yesterday. Yeah. Boucle. I did actually write a whole
0: feature on Tweed around Kate, <laughs> if to look at the mirror and website. The need for and for Tweed. And I do explain that actually Tweed originated in Scotland mm. and then Coco Chanel in the 20s was inspired by the kind of hunting, shooting See? set, if you like, and menswear, because we know that Coco Chanel took a lot of inspiration for menswear. I could go on for hours. I mean, I, <laughs> so you I'm, might I'm need to at up the moment. Now. And then she started to kind of combine silks and tweeds. Right. sort So silk into the tweed, mm-hmm. obviously to make it a more lightweight fabric. And then she came up with the iconic Chanel jacket that we all kind of know Jackie Jackie O wore it. And it's that kind of, it's the, the iconic Chanel piece. And obviously now... Kate's
2: wearing it. Having described Amber's confused face earlier, I must now describe the kind of the light that is in her eyes and the excitement. <laughs> please please and we've, read we've my swapped. piece. We've it's all there. Yeah. There's That's of a much better description of, of
1: checked tweed skirt suits <laughs> that I had originally, but yeah
2: and we we have seen Kate in Gucci before last year and that was one of Amber's favorite outfits favorite last looks. year.
0: It was a little um kind of cap sleeve tweed dress and it had a red trim and then it had the kind of trademark Gucci pearl buttons that they used through their collections that season. Um again I just think she it really suits her and I think I think you can see when Kate knows she's wearing a winner she just looks really confident and happy.
2: I will let you get <laughs> back to the uh the uh, crazy life of covering the royals at the Absolutely. moment and covering fashion of the royals and other people and but thanks everybody um who has joined us for listening this week we will be back very soon um do subscribe to make sure you catch up with all of the latest and do catch up with the two from last week if you haven't had a chance because they were both crackers but until next time save the queen